the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. We have Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy joining us now. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've done this for a while, I think a few years. I think you're in year two, I believe, in your coaching now. You have 25 years. Uh, you've been coaching for a while, and uh, this is probably unlike anything you've ever experienced before from the perspective of getting ready for a season to coaching, recruiting, scheduling, everything. This has this is clearly something you've never experienced before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even close. And, and uh, you know, the, the one thing about it is nobody really gains an advantage because nobody's been through it. And uh, so we're all working through it together. And I think there's a sense of, you know, let's figure out uh, how just do whatever we have to do to get through this season and make it a good season. And, we you know, we want to make it a, a meaningful one for the players uh, more than anything. We, we obviously want it to be for the fans, and that's going to be a, a little bit more difficult to do. But, but you know, from a coach's standpoint, we're doing everything we can do to, to try to keep things as normal for the players, give them things to look forward to, and, and uh, because it's been hard on them. You know, it just has. They, they've worked hard their whole lives to be good basketball players and put themselves in positions like this, and this year is, is, has been very strange for them. You know, I remember, uh, you know, when the when the football season was getting started, I remember just interviewing different high school football coaches in the area. Uh, you know, when they started practices, they didn't even know if they were going to have a season. They were doing two days. They were getting all their practices in without even knowing if there'd be a season. And that could be so tough when you're trying to prepare for a season that may or may not happen. It's kind of the same for you guys. I mean, even throughout the off season, throughout the summer, I know there's a lot of restrictions, travel restrictions for some states, depending on where some of your players were from. Just rewind back to over the summer prepping for this season. What were some of those challenges like, and how did you and your staff adapt? Yeah, it was the same way. You know, we started July 20th, and I, I was thankful that our administration uh, allowed us to get back in here because we, we knew that, that what was best for our players was to be near us and where we could control the environment instead of them being at home and maybe going to a gym they shouldn't be in or a weight room they shouldn't be in. We, we just can control the environment much more here and keep them safer here. And, and they do better here overall. We know that. And so we were happy to get them back. But it was difficult, you know, to work out in July because the, there was still the thought, you know, there may not be a season. We just don't know. We don't know when it's going to start. Uh, there were just a lot of unknowns. And, and when you get in those situations, it's very difficult to motivate the players. How about recruiting? How has this impacted recruiting? Again, you brought up a good point earlier. It's no one's really experienced this, so no one has the upper hand because it's new to everybody. So everyone's taken a, a you know step backwards recruiting wise. How has the recruiting world for you guys been impacted by this? Well, it, uh, obviously it's been different. Like I told you, it's it's been a little nice for me because I've been home a lot. And, <laughs> and it, you know, it's it's. Uh, I want to think that it's good for my family that I'm home more. I hope that it is. So that, that's been good. But, yeah, nobody's gained an advantage. We, we can't go off campus. Players can't come to campus. So uh, you just have to work hard to, to try to sell your program over Zoom calls like this and, and uh, you know, phone calls and, and just, just work the way you would work, except you, you have to watch kids through film. You know, you, you know, there just has to be more time spent doing that. But uh, nobody's gained an advantage in any way. And uh, we haven't found it being less difficult to recruit this way than the other. So the, the Horizon League schedule came out. That was a very unorthodox schedule. And, of course, other similar conferences are, are you know, approaching scheduling in the same manner. The same opponent, back-to-back -back days. Uh, there will at least be one opponent in the conference that you will not play. What was your first initial thought when you originally heard of that model and then when you found out that that was going to be the model moving forward? It's an interesting approach. Your thoughts? 
Well, we knew we knew that it was going to be different no matter what we did. We we talked about mm-hmm. some bubbles and you know four teams going to a certain place and playing uh, you know back to back to back uh, to do it that way. We knew no matter what we did, it was going to be a different year. Again, I don't think uh, by having this format anybody gains an advantage. I do think uh, I, I do believe that it's going to be more difficult to beat a team twice, particularly back to back nights. I think if you play them once in in early January and once in late February, uh, you know, some of the, the motivational edge would have been lost in terms of if you beat them the first time. Uh, but when you beat a team on a Friday night, you got to turn around playing against Saturday. It's, it's a little bit more difficult to, to do. And, uh, you know, I, I look at any kind of playoff series in, in professional sports because we, we don't really face that. We, we usually play a team once and move on. Um, we're not in a, in a playoff situation where we play teams back to back nights. Uh, but but you rarely see teams win, uh, you know, in, in, in back-to-back because the team that loses just has an advantage. They just do in terms of motivation and fire. And, and so I think that will be a little bit more difficult. And, you know, then the other thing is in, in terms of the COVID and if people catch it and you have to shut down or if if you're okay but the team you're playing has to shut down, I think it's going to be interesting to see just how many games we get in. As far as the non-conference is concerned, every coach I speak to, any athletic director, everyone talks about the the struggles and the frustrations in scheduling right now with all of the uncertainty out there. What's the biggest hiccup you're running to right now in trying to finalize this non-conference schedule? And are you concerned that you may not end up with maybe only a few games uh, prepping for the Horizon League season that starts late next year? I mean, we're still not done with it. I mean, here we are uh, two weeks away uh, from playing today. And we're still not done with our schedule. That's highly unusual. Um, we're, you know, it's 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 the same things for us. When you you know you look at a mid major that that has been successful, uh, there's just a lot of teams that don't want to play them, uh, and so it really hasn't been any any, any different in that respect. Uh, and so you know we've been fortunate enough to to pick up some games, but we're still looking for another game a, a, as it is. And you know we want we, we're planning on playing 20 games. We're allowed to play 27, so we're. We have six games scheduled already, and we're trying to find that seventh. Now, you, you know, I, I mean, when you think about all the teams that are in the state of Ohio, I always talk about how great it is to live in the city. If you're a college basketball fan, there's great college basketball all over the place. I um, mean, you know, a lot of people, it's easy to say, well, why don't you just play this team? This team's only 12 miles away. You have Ohio State. You have, you know, you can go to Cincinnati or Xavier. Is, is it it's too simple-minded for me just to say, well, Coach Deggy, just pick up the phone, give him a call. Why, why can't you just play those teams? Why, why is it difficult to get some of those on the schedule? Not saying it's on your end, but why are some of those matchups difficult to kind of tie down? Well, I mean, you say that, just pick up the phone, but but uh, we, we do pick up the phone, and but somebody has, has to answer. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, that's where we run into those problems. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, if, if, if I were at some of those schools, I, I would think the same way. I mean, you get to a point – you know, again, where you play a, a team uh, at a mid-major level, uh, you know, if say you're Xavier or Dayton or whatever, the, the expectation is if you play that team, you're supposed to beat them. Uh, but but so really, in those terms, you know, Wright State playing those games, we have everything to gain and nothing to lose, and they they're just the opposite. They have everything to lose and nothing to gain, and it's much easier for them to play somebody maybe outside the area uh, where where there's less known about it, less excitement around the game. And so, you know, I, I, I understand why they don't pick up that phone. I, I know early on when, when uh, you know, when we were in Division One, South Dakota State, we weren't very good. Every, every People were calling us, and we were getting games <laughs> like crazy. 
And when we finally got good and nobody would pick up the phone and we struggled to, to put a schedule together, then I knew we, we had, we kind of were where we wanted to be. And I think uh, at Wright State right now, we're kind of where we want to be, where it's hard to put a schedule together. Yeah, I just I remember, and this isn't a shot at the previous coach, but you know, before you had gotten here, we were seeing a lot of Wright State, Kentucky, Wright State, Ohio State, Wright State, Cincinnati, Xavier, and so on. And you're right; it's like as the program has continued to build and get better uh, since you've arrived, and the players you've brought in, you've seen less of those. So yes, that speaks volumes about the job uh, that you guys have done. I want to transition now and to talk about you know your roster right now. I'm excited to, to finally see this team get out on the floor. For one, I talked with Loudon Love yesterday. I can't believe he's a senior uh, already. I mean, I feel like you just brought him in, but I am curious your vision when you brought him here and where he is at now, has he surpassed your vision of what you expected from him when he got here? Is he where you thought he would be? When you look back again, you have another whole year with them, but where's loud and love and your big vision of things from when you first started recruiting him and landed him here at Wright state. Yeah. I think the hardest guy to project is a, is a big guy. And in, in particular, uh, not only a tall guy, but a, a big guy like Loudon is very difficult yeah. to project, but when we when we recruited him, when I was at South Dakota State, we recruited him. The 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 thing that we really liked about him were his hands. He has great hands, and uh, you know I, I honestly wouldn't have expected that he'd be as good a ball handler as he's a very good ball handler for his size. Uh, and and really the, the the thing that that is hard to know when you recruit somebody is what kind of teammate they're going to be. You try to project those things. You talk to coaches, and you work as hard as you can. But you just don't know until you get here and you coach somebody how they're going to respond to coaching. But he's been, uh, you know, he's just been a joy to coach for sure. And, and he's been a great teammate. And he's one of those guys that even though he's MVP of the league, he doesn't see himself that way. Like he doesn't walk around and he doesn't have a big head. Uh, and he's probably not as selfish as I would like him to be. I would like him to be a little bit more selfish and a little bit more hungry. Uh, but, but I think, you know, I think his teammates would say that about him. He's a really good teammate. Yeah, I could. Anytime I try to get him to talk about himself yesterday, it was deflected right to his teammates, of course, and that's just who he is. And, and you're right. That's, I mean, just who who he is on and off uh, the floor. Uh, you have Jalen Hall, obviously. There's some other you know names you're bringing back. What about some of the new names, new names and new roles and new you know situations? Talk about some of the names that we haven't heard yet that you're expecting big things from here to start the season. Well, there's there's holes to fill, but I, you know I would say number one with Jalen, uh, you know we we expected him last year to just guard everybody's best player. Uh, you know he just is a an extremely good defender. He's six seven. He's an incredible athlete, uh, and and we obviously are going to want to for him to continue to take on that role. But he's going to he'll end up scoring more for us this year. His offense has improved. He's finishing better, and so we've been we've been really excited about him. And then. You know, there's uh, there's a guy like Tim Finke who sat out last year, transferred from Grand Canyon from Champaign, Illinois, and he's six six. He's physical, uh, very aggressive player, and uh, you know sometimes I think people would would tend to try to try to compare him with Bill because they're about the same size. Uh, Bill Bill's probably an inch shorter, or so and Tim is probably not as polished offensively as Bill, but he's a better defender. Uh, right now, I'd say he's he's definitely one of our top defenders, and we're excited about that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we probably will see more of Grant this year. There's a chance for us to play Grant, Basile, and Loudon together and be bigger. And I think overall with our team, we're probably going to play bigger and be more physical, uh, play a little bit slower. We may not score as many points, but we should be better defensively and a better rebounding team. And I think uh, like Trey Calvin, who played a little bit for us last year as a freshman, has a chance to, to really see a lot of minutes for us at the point guard position. So, uh, you know, we're excited about that for sure. And then, I, uh, you know, there's, there's some younger guys. 
a guy named uh, Alex uh, Hubrix from from Grafton, Wisconsin. Uh, there's a, a very good shooter, six three, that has a chance to see some time for us, as well as uh, Andrew Wellage, who's, who's a six seven point guard from uh, Greenberg, Indiana. And so, that, you know, there's they're still a lot. We're deep. Uh, we had we had one player sitting out last year uh, from Cleveland, Andre Harris, who's really made a big jump, which you would expect between the freshman and sophomore year, even though he's still going to be a freshman. Uh, and so he he's probably our best driver, very physical guard. So we're very deep. Uh, there, there's still a lot of players that, that are a little bit unproven that, that are going to get thrown in the fire this year. We're very young. Uh, you know, we have Loudon and, and James Manns and, and – uh, Jalen Hall, and then everybody else in our team are freshmen and sophomores. So we're still still a very young team. All right, Wright State head men's basketball coach Scott Nagy, good enough to join us here this afternoon. Send us out with this, Coach. Your definition of a successful 2020-2021 season is what? Well, still, for us, it's it's winning, no question about it. We want to win the league. We want to figure out how to do that. And it's going to be unusual, I think, this year because I think it's it's going to be hard for everybody to play the same amount of games and how they're going to figure that out. So that'll be interesting. But the other thing I would say is just being able to keep our players healthy for sure. Uh, and they've done a good job of that. You know, it's, it, it, I understand around the country it's, it's really picked up, but our players have done a good job of taking care of themselves. All right, good stuff. I'm happy to hear that, and I'm happy to hear that you and your family are doing well. You guys continue to stay safe and stay healthy as well. Wright State Head Basketball Coach Scott Nagy. Coach, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. You take care. Thank you.